T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Well, it's been quite, quite a week, week. <laughs> you know. I'm Lynn Bramer. Your best friend in the whole world. whole world. Pizza Friday is a day of holy obligation. Holy obligation. Oh, you have no idea. Every Friday is Pizza Friday. To mozzarella. Mozzarella. And a really zesty tomato sauce. Tomato sauce. Our kids go crazy over Pizza Friday. It's kind of the end of the week for them because they've been in school. Their weekend's getting ready to start. There's a lot of bad info out there about <laughs> Pizza Friday. Don't disrespect the pizza pop. The only topping... On a pizza, on Pizza Friday that I will not abide is pineapple. I have no problem with people who want to put pineapple. Don't get crazy on me. Did anyone order me a plain cheese? All right, I'll let you settle the debate. New York, thin crust, deep dish, Chicago. Where are you going? Where are you going? You said neither. Detroit-style pizza is the Most best. definitely. Just pizza all day. I like Malnati's. Beggars, of course. Pizza and a bottle of Beaujolais. Well, get a Connie's pizza. Pisano's. Have the pizzas ready, buddy. First thing on the agenda is pizza. You know what the second thing on the agenda is? More More pizza. pizza. I'm hungry. So you ordered a pizza. Number three, make sure we have enough tequila for margaritas at cocktail hour. Number four, more More pizza. pizza. All right, I'm all in on pizza Friday. 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 I eat the pizza. All by myself. Nobody else eats. Eat the pizza. You know, we call today Feel Good Friday, so I'm trying to stick to that, you know? <laughs> I like it, I like it. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Friday, baby. Afternoons on the score. Ladies and gentlemen, can I have your attention for this urgent breaking news? And guess what? This is not the Anchorman bit. This is not anything. Folks, at 4.30 on a Friday... Ryan Poles has traded the number one draft pick to the Carolina Panthers. The Bears have moved from one to nine. This is not a drill, and we have the compensation for you. It's Parkinson Spiegel. Danny will be here in a matter of moments. It speaks with you. It is number one for number nine, number 61 in this draft, a first-round pick next year in 2024, and a second-round pick in 2025, and wide receiver DJ Moore, 25 years old, just signed a three-year deal this past March a year ago with Carolina. What an amazing haul for Ryan Poles. Let's discuss it. Danny Parkins, good afternoon, sir. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> um. I can't. So many things going through my mind, Speaks. Yep. Uh, first of all, this is the earliest blockbuster NFL draft trade in modern league history. 
So Ryan Poles is convinced that patience is not a virtue. He's convinced of it. And obviously taking on DJ Moore's contract ahead of the upcoming free agent period has major salary cap ramifications in terms of this helps them get to the minimum spend floor that they need to. And we know that it's not a good free agent class for wide receivers. And make no mistake about it, DJ Moore is a number one wide receiver. He's just never had a great quarterback. Yeah, I mean, there are so many things, and I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to talk about it with you over the next 90 minutes. My goodness. DJ Moore is a number one, and he absolutely is. And now you can take that off the board in free agency, which maybe it was. I suspect you can take it off the board in the first round, too, but we'll see. I feel like Ryan Poles has telegraphed this entire thing. Remember the day at the Combine he's, he was asked, are, might you make this trade before free agency? He said, that's a good question. It's possible because you might get players back. So we started looking at three techniques, started looking at edge rushers and possible wide receivers. And then him saying to Peter King about the one and the two that could be on the board. And also, look at last year. I know it was all late in the draft, but he turned, what, six picks into 11 picks with multiple trade da- trade downs. He might trade down again, Danny. He might go from 9 to 11 or 9 to 12 on the when it comes to the draft. When he actually gets there, we'll see what the field looks like at 9. But overall, for this haul, I feel really good about the haul. Uh, I know it's lower than we thought, but overall, it's a two, not a one, but it's DJ freaking more. It's a number one wideout. Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? That That's why you don't have multiple future firsts. Um, and you have a future first and a future second because you also get DJ Moore. Um, I would be surprised if they traded down again. It's possible. Um, but I feel like you want to, you know, he talked about adding blue players. This feels like the low-end range of where you could probably justify uh, Tier 1 players, and this will help us refocus on the draft, whether it's, you know, the second or maybe the third edge rusher or the top offensive tackle. I suppose this brings corner into play um, just based on what the draft boards are. So I think that this will change – what we focus on position-wise with the number nine overall pick. I'd be very surprised if Jackson Smith and Jigba or Quinton Johnston were in play, given that he gave up you know, the 32nd overall pick for Chase Claypool and now just in part of trading the number one pick landed DJ Moore. I, I think they're done with receiver in terms of premium assets for the time being. I agree with you. Um, I, I, one, one thing. I got to pat us on the back for the polls position segments at three o'clock over the past couple weeks. We've been looking and we will look more, but we've been looking at edge rushers beyond Will Anderson. We've been looking at, we've been talking about exactly this, like who could they take at nine that he would feel great about. And, and those are the conversations that we'll have just one thing on the double trade down. I'm, I'm saying he would only maybe consider it on the night of the draft. Now we can sit there at nine and we'll see free agency will have happened. And by that time, maybe four quarterbacks would have gone before nine and he will have locked in on something that he likes and we'll see what, whatever happens. And if he doesn't, he doesn't, but that's going to be in play as an option. Again, I I just, I I love with how many needs they have. 
I love this hall and the position they're in with some clarity before free agency. 312-644-6767. We're basically commercial free. We are commercial free for the next hour. So we can get all of your reaction as well as ours to this truly historic trade. I'm looking forward to someone putting it in the context of NFL trades in history, frankly, in terms of the number of things acquired for a singular asset. I mean, this is going to this is going to rival speaks. I mean, people are going to talk about this in the context of the Herschel Walker trade in terms of sheer volume of assets. I am surprised. I'm I'm surprised he traded down this far this early, but he must look at it as I am checking off the biggest need for Justin Fields, getting him a number one receiver. After the combine, I am comfortable with being able to get a blue player at nine, going into next year with two firsts, two years from now with two seconds, and a significant move down in the second round this year. You know, the 61st pick is a, is a far cry from where you were going to be at 32 overall. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just – it's a gamble that – no team was going to get more desperate than this between now and the draft uh, or that you wouldn't get more by doing incremental trade downs, you know, trading down to four and then trading down again. But I, my guess is DJ Moore was the catalyst. That's, that's my guess. And, man, if you remember, not that it was the most original thing in the world, I talked about DJ Moore with you during the season. Oh, absolutely I remember because, because he was – on the first year, and you talked about him last year too. You talked about him as one of those guys. He's in great. that spot. He's. I, I mean, he. He's. He's. I mean, I, I'm not going to say he's one of my favorite players in the NFL, but I do think he's one of the most underappreciated players in the NFL. Because if you go through and you just look at the quarterback production and the inconsistency that he's had, it's it's fairly crazy that he was able to put up three consecutive 1,100-plus-yard seasons. You know, he's never had double-digit touchdowns. He's not the biggest receiver. Mm-hmm. But at six foot two ten and a great route runner with great speed, he should complement Claypool very well. And he should be a great uh, mentor for Darnell Mooney. I mean, he's your clear number one. And it's the type of guy that if Justin, you know, they're, they're eliminating excuses for Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say, you can next year, you'll have DJ Moore, you'll have Claypool, you'll have Mooney, you'll have Komet. I think number nine, we have to put tackle now as most likely. Very high, very, very high. Well, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens next week. Yeah, we'll see what happens next week is right. Um, it, because... As you know, and, and we were going to talk about today, Monday's really free agency. Like, it's what? It's Tuesday midday officially, but Monday is official tampering, um, opening essentially uh, on Monday, official allowable tampering. And Lord knows those conversations are probably going on this weekend. So he's got DJ Moore and knows that. And th- there's been a lot of buzz about Mike McGlinchey, a ton of buzz about Mike McGlinchey. If they get Mike McGlinchey to play right tackle – and he's going to stick with Braxton Jones at left tackle. I still think it might be defense at nine. Yeah, I mean, we, we have, we have ton, a ton of time, you know, to, to figure that out. And you're right. Like, what, happen, what happens at the beginning of next week will give us an even larger indication of, of what happens 
with the ninth pick. Free agency will, of course, inform the draft. But the thing that I will say that I love about the move mm. is it doesn't slow play Justin Fields. Like, you needed to have an accelerator for him because it didn't look like Claypool was going to work. And if you were going to trade down into this draft and take a receiver in a year where they, where most people seem to think it's a below average wide receiver class based on the new standards of top flight receivers coming out each and every year, this is – I will be floored if a better wide receiver tr- changes teams this offseason. Even if DeAndre Hopkins changes teams, even if Mike Evans changes teams – the thing that we talked about with those guys was their ages and their primes didn't really line up with Justin Fields. Yeah. DJ Moore and Justin Fields could legitimately be a QB1 wide receiver one pairing for the next five years. You know, there's, there's, you have DJ Moore's entire athletic prime. Yeah, he's only Everyone t- made fun of me for saying that Darnell Mooney was going to be the guy who broke the Bears' uh, <laughs> are, career. Are you declaring that DJ Moore is going to surpass Johnny Morris now? Is that where we are? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's, it, it's such a low bar can to just clear 5,000 yards with DJ one team. Moore. Can, can he make his first catch as a bear first? Is that Dude, too do you much know how ask? few yards DJ uh, – or 5,000 yards is in the modern NFL? I know. It's like, like three It's seasons. three and a half seasons. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> like, for, for if, if DJ Moore is healthy – for three and a half years, oh. he's your all-time leading receiver in Bears history. You know, like, look, if people want to quibble with DJ Moore as a true bona fide number one, feel free, because he's not big enough, he's not classic, that stuff, or whatever. I disagree. He, I, I disagree, too, but, like, people can quibble if they want, and, and some will. But he is so damn good, and as you say, 25, and that he inherits a contract right now that's less than $17.5 million a year. A three-year, $52.2 million deal. Brad's, oh, that's a steal. Brad, Brad Spielberger, the, the salary cap analyst over at Pro Football Focus, tweeted Ryan Pohl's masterclass. Because getting DJ Moore at that contract thrown in, and I, I, a texter is saying, I'd rather have the number one in 2025. You got a number two in 2025 and DJ Moore. Like that's, I, I think you're absolutely right. That this happens now because DJ Moore gets thrown in to the package, and maybe they came back from the one to the two, and that's what he got. And it's it, it. I think it's an incredible haul. It's lower than I thought, but I think it's an incredible haul. You mean it lower than you thought in terms of the haul, or in terms of where they would trade? Down in terms to? of where they'd go, I thought they were going to go to four or seven and leave themselves the option to go down again. But he, he, I mean, he must look at this as if this is where I stay. That's a great haul, and I'm good. Um, I still think he might consider trading down again, but that'll depend where they are on draft night. So it's lower into the into the first round than I thought he would go initially. But the haul is pretty damn great. I mean, the haul, yeah. It's in order to trade down this far. We were talking about it. You had to get multiple future firsts, and they got one future first, two seconds, and DJ Moore. Yeah. So it's pretty damn good. It's amazing, and. You know, now if Fields takes the leap, next year you have two firsts while he is still cheap to add to next year's team. Like this upcoming Bears team 
is not going to be a contender in all likelihood this year. But if they take a jump towards respectability, you know, and you have the, let's say, you could easily be, and this is weird, you could easily be the Lions. Like, you have, a, you have a good season, you have an exciting season, you have a season where you take a big step forward, uh-huh. and then you go into next year's draft, and you have the sixth pick and the 18th pick, and you think that you're really ready to take a huge leap in two years, right? Because, like, let's say Carolina starts a rookie quarterback and has a rough year where they, they give you a top 10 pick next year, and you have, um, you know, your own first-round pick. But regardless – Two first-round picks next year is massive value, whether you want to trade up and go get a super premium player mm-hmm. or if you hopefully really feel like you've got the foundation of a team in place. And all of a sudden, man, you're looking at it and you're saying, you got Justin Fields, you have DJ Moore, you have Jalen Johnson, you have Cole Komet. All of a sudden, you're talking about a young core and a young nucleus of a team at a lot of premium positions to add two first-round picks to it next year, Ryan Poles can be on his way to building something here. It's pretty damn exciting. Um, surprised it, it happened today, Friday, but not surprised it happened before free agency. And I guess free agency essentially begins Sunday at noon. So Monday. It, isn't, isn't tampering Sunday? I No, tamp, tamp, tampering is Monday. Tampering, tampering is Monday. Okay, good. Um, boy, look at the way he played these last two weeks, man. Look at the way he played this thing. It's 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 it, very exciting. We let's get let's get some insight from Carolina. Uh, Chris McLean covers the Panthers, WFNZ uh, in Charlotte. He's on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Chris, uh, thanks for the time, man. Good to talk to you again. What's uh, your reaction to how much the Panthers just gave up to move up to number one? Well, I'm listening to you guys talk, you know, as as I'm getting ready to come on with you. And I don't know, is this a trade maybe we both can be happy about? I mean, the I, we've been wanting the Panthers, I think a lot of us here, to be aggressive and make a move like this, you know, to go finally and get your guy. You know, in the three years of Matt Rule off seasons, the Panthers never made that move in the draft. You know, it was all these recycled quarterbacks, none of which could play worth a lick. I mean, Sam Darnold was the best one. That's, that's all I need to say about that. I, so I think we wanted a decisive move. Scott Fitter, the GM, has kept saying, you know, oh, my dog likes to move. He's very excited. Um, Scott Fitter, uh, the GM of the Panthers, has been saying, you know, the right way to do it is to is to get your guy in the draft and groom him. They've got Frank Reich. They've got Jim Caldwell, Josh McCown. I think they have a good staff to groom a young quarterback. I really love the move. I think there's risk, obviously, because they're giving up a ton. The DJ Moore factor is the only thing that bums me out. But I think they had to do something like this. And I think they were afraid of someone else getting up to one, taking a QB there, Houston taking like like Stroud and Young going in the first two picks. And even if they traded up to three, they wouldn't have got one of those two. I think that's what they were worried about. So, Chris – then tell us from our perspective. You said you're bummed about DJ Moore. Some people are going to quibble here that he's not a true number one receiver. I've argued that he is, but he just hasn't had good quarterback play. What are Bears fans getting in DJ Moore? Yeah, we've had we've had the same argument. I, there's a minority of Panther fans that every year would say he's not a true number one, and I would say the same thing you said. Um, as you look at the group of quarterbacks that he has played with and the numbers he put up. Now, this past year was a down year for him statistically. There's no doubt about it. It got better once Darnold started, 
and P.J. Walker started, he and Baker, it was some of the worst chemistry I've ever seen between a team's number one and a quarterback. I mean, it was just his production and targets dropped off the map with Baker Mayfield. But other than that, I mean, he played with Teddy Bridgewater, Darnold for a season and a half. I mean, Kyle Allen was in there at, at one point. And he just continued to put up 11, 1,200-yard seasons. I mean, he's fearless. He'll go over the middle, and he'll catch anything. His run after the catch ability is amazing. I mean, I think you're really going to like him. I do think that there probably will be that debate because I don't think he's – although he did have a season where he averaged close to 18 yards a catch. I mean, he does have speed and can get deep. The Panthers just never had a quarterback that could get it to him consistently deep. Um, but, man, I think, he's, I think Justin Fields is going to love him. I think most of your fans will love him. There will be maybe some nitpicking that maybe, you know, compared to, you know, the Justin Jeffersons of the world, the Jamar Chases. He's not like that, but sure. I think he's damn good. And again, that's the, you know, you guys are going to love all the picks too, I'm sure. But like, that's the one part of it. Where I was like, damn, I wish we didn't have to do that. You know? As we were wondering what players might get thrown in in a deal, and we looked at Carolina, we thought about Brian Burns, and and now you mentioned DJ Moore. A, a lot of Bears fans are going to remember, Chris, when he caught the 62-yard touchdown and then and then took off his helmet in the Atlanta game and got unsportsmanlike, cost you the extra point. That was his low light this year. Off the field and, and, you know, and or sort of intangibly on the field, How's the character, the football intelligence of DJ Moore? See, that's the thing about that. That felt so out of character for him. Uh, he was just so fired up. I mean, it was like it, they, they they pulled this out of nowhere, you know, this potential game-winning play, and he just he lost his head for a minute. But, man, he is like in an era of loudmouth diva wide receivers, like he is the most mild-mannered, cool, chill dude off the field, um, you guys get a chance to talk to him. You will not believe he plays wide receiver. I mean, he's just a cool, chill dude. But he just, like I said, man, he's willing to block. He's, I mean, you know, it's like Chicago's going to love him. He's going to be willing to block in the run game. He is, you know, he'll go over the middle, take a hit. He runs like a running back after the catch. You know what I mean? Like he wants to not just juke you, but run physically through tackles. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that moment was weird. It wasn't his best. Um, the Panthers very well could have gone to the playoffs if it wasn't for that moment. So, yeah, that one wasn't good. I'll forget about that one because that was out of character. Okay. That was strange. Hey, hey Chris, <laughs> uh, take no offense. We're hoping you're really bad this year and your number one next year is really, really <laughs> good. Um, what what quarterback – do you have any inkling as to what quarterback? Is it Anthony Richardson blowing people away in the combine? Because he's raw and you might stink. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel, I feel like it's Young or Stroud. Um, I know there's a lot of talk that Levis is also one of the guys they're interested in, but I kind of think that they might view Levis and Stroud as the top two and feared that if we trade, like I said, if we trade to three or five, we're not getting one of our top two. So I think it's going to be one of those guys. I mean, the thing about the Panthers this year, because I completely get what you're rooting for here, mm. I mean, they're in this division that is just so winnable. Yeah. I mean, last year they were able to start one and five and still almost win the damn thing. So, and now Brady's leaving the division. So I do think, like, that's the one thing that could screw you up. Could the Panthers with their defense, a very improved O-line, if one of those rookies is ready to play, and I think if it's Stroud or Young, I think those guys might be ready to play early. Um, the problem is we were short on weapons already offensively in the past game, and the Panthers just got rid of their best one. So that that's now becomes a mega need for them. Chris McLean, WFNZ in Charlotte, is our guest. The Bears have made a massive historic trade, both in terms of draft compensation 
and how early they did it, trading down to nine uh, with the Panthers. The Panthers now have the number one overall pick. The Bears get the 61st pick in this year's draft in addition to a first-round pick next year, a second-round pick in 2025, and DJ Moore. Uh, that was what I was thinking, Chris. Like, you guys are going to draft a quarterback, but you just traded away a 25-year-old number one wide receiver that feels like a bad recipe for a rookie quarterback could easily be a draft and stash and, and play a veteran in front of him for at least a little bit if it's not Bryce Young CJ Stratt I mean you'll obviously draft a quarterback but who would be the veteran that you expect to start for Carolina this year yeah that's a hell of a question I mean now that we're at one I'm hoping it's a guy that is right like like if you had to pick Levis or Richardson I think we were all conceding well that bridge guy that bridge might last the whole season you know, but now I'm, saying, I'm kind like, of hopeful who's, if you get Stroud or Young that sooner rather than right later now. they can go in. Um, I mean, I, I kind of thought Darnold played really well this past year, believe it or not. Okay. And I, I think he could be affordable. Uh, Jimmy G, there's a little Jimmy G talk out there, and he's intriguing because obviously he's won a hell of a lot of games this league. Now, granted, he's far from perfect, and he's had a supporting cast that we don't quite have here in Carolina yet in San Fran. But he's a name, and I think Jacoby Brissett's a name being mentioned, too, because of the ties to Frank Reich. So those seem to be the three names, but they have to, like, y'all will see it as you monitor, you know, how good or bad we're going to be as you root for us to be horrible. There should be a free agent quarterback, I would think, signed next week because they're going to need that veteran guy, and then obviously they're going to draft one. I mean, the only quarterbacks they have under contract right now are Matt Corral and Jacob Eason, for God's sake. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so it's someone else that will be in the room with Bryce uh, yeah, Young yeah. or C.J. Stroud in your mind. This is good stuff with Chris McClain, WFNZ, and Charlotte. Anything else we need to know about D.J. Moore? Chris, anything else? No, I love the guy. I mean, I just I have to be honest. We've been, you know, when we've been talking in the mornings here in Charlotte about it, and it's been polarizing. And I know, and, and it kills me, by the way, you know, we do a morning show, and I, you guys can relate to this. The fact that this happens now, and I have to wait till Monday. <laughs> I'm, glad I'm glad you called because my wife didn't want to hear about this. So I'm, glad, I'm glad you called. <laughs> no one else here at the house cares. But like, um, hey, Chris, if you got a thought in the next hour, five minutes, you call us right back. All right, <laughs> it's, it's some, something important pops in. You think we need to know, man? Because well, whoo, yeah, this this is a biggie, and we're, and we're glad to be on. Ownership pressure have anything to do with this? We've been counting on Jim Ursay. You know, and maybe Cal McNair to be the drunken owners that push this one over the edge. How did this happen from your perspective down there? It's interesting because I know that Tepper has the reputation as being the most quarterback thirsty, quarterback horny dude in the league in ownership, right? And I think he did, you know, he deserved it. They went hard after Stafford. They even looked into Russ and got blown off there quickly. The Watson thing, they were in despite all his legal issues. I think there's been a little bit of a change of mindset here. They didn't want to pay Derek Carr $35 million because Scott Fitter, the GM, like I said, insists the right way to do it is to draft your guy. I think they – yeah, I think they're aggressive. And I think, you know, Tepper, who has talked openly about if you don't have a quarterback that's capable of getting you to Super Bowl, you know, you, you are – you're a non-player. Like, he, he gets that that position is so important in this league and the most important in sports. I just think they kind of shifted their mindset. I don't know if that's because Matt Rule's gone, you know – Every offseason, like I said, in the Matt Rule era, they, they went out and got veterans. And Matt Rule had final say, as weird as that sounds, because the dude had one year as an assistant coach in the NFL. 
before he came here. And for some reason, David Tepper allowed him to have final personnel say. But maybe it's rules gone, and maybe this group that's here, Fitterer and Dan Morgan in that front office and Frank Reich. Frank Reich, I think, also, you know, he, he went through it in Indy where they kept grabbing veterans, retreads, and, and look where it got him. So maybe it's, just, maybe it's just this group that's here. They now know. They're still aggressive, right? They're still QB thirsty. But I think they've changed. I think they've gotten out of that retread mindset, and I say thank God for that. Chris McClain, WFNZ in Charlotte. Thanks, man. Enjoy the show Monday. Appreciate the insight. Thank you, sir. All right, boys. Be good. All right. 312-644-6767. You guys know the number. The lines are open. We're commercial-free for the next 30-plus minutes here on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. A landmark trade in Ryan Poles' tenure. This jumps into the very, very top and certainly the top five, and maybe it'll it'll feel larger, of like off-season Bears moments that kind of unite the city. So really want to hear from some people, and I'm glad you put the number out there. It feels like when Julius Peppers signed as a free agent, it feels like the Cutler trade um, you know, like those kind of moments when an entire fan base that unites this town like nobody else is all of a sudden like, did you hear? Did you hear? Oh, my God, did you hear? And everybody's calling each other, texting each other. Conversations everywhere this weekend are going to be about what Ryan Poles just did. It's kind of the only thing is it's a little anticlimactic for the next 60 days, you know, for, for, for the next 50 days uh, le- leading up to the draft. 48 days before, before the draft. You know what it does, though, Danny? It really sets the table in, I think, an incredibly interesting way for free agency and, and scouting and, and everything that's going to go on. And I'm, I'm surprised that some of the trades and, and you know, the, the trades from the top of the draft have not happened before free agency. Like, it, it, to me, it makes so much sense that he has done this now and knows what the landscape is and knows what blue players he might have at nine and, and got the wide receivers who can cross that off the list. It, it surprises me that it hasn't happened more often before. Yeah, I think it's the type of thing that you're in a situation where we talked about it the day the season ended, man. This is very unique in NFL history. It's singular in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Having your quarterback having the number one pick and having the most cap space in the NFL, right? Like just last year, the Jaguars had their quarterback and the number one pick and they had a lot of cap space, but not the most in the NFL. Then the year that Cleveland had the number one pick, they had the most cap space in the NFL, but they didn't have their quarterback and they took Baker Mayfield. I wasn't able to find a comp in NFL history for team has its franchise quarterback Team has the most cap space. Team has the number one pick and is motivated to trade. So it's the type of thing where it lended itself to an unconventional approach because you were highly motivated to add a player towards your salary Mm -hmm. via the trade. And the other factor, it wasn't a very good year for – Free agents. It's not a great year to have the most cap space in the NFL. Right. So we got to get to the spending floor. So let's acquire a piece that is quote unquote expensive, even though DJ Moore's contract is great. Like if DJ Moore was a free agent this year, mm-hmm. 
he'd be the number one receiver in free agency by far. Oh, yes. And he and he would sign what you said his contract was three years, fifty two million? Three years, fifty two million. Seventeen and a half is the cap at the next three years. If he was a free agent this year, he'd probably get like five years a hundred and ten million. Mm-hmm. You know, like if 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 AJ Brown got four for a hundred, he he's pro- he's not wasn't like quite as productive as AJ Brown, but how young he is and how good he is and how you know the cap has gone up and how much of a premium position it continues to be, he would have signed a hundred million dollar deal, no question, if he was a free agent this offseason. So like he's an expensive piece, but he's also a bargain based on the contract. So we are going to get to your calls right now. 312-644-6767. It's the Parkinson Spiegel Show. You're listening to WSCR and HD Chicago, WBMX HD2 Chicago, and Odyssey Sports Station. Justin is in Plainfield. You're on Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Bears trade from one to nine and get a lot. Justin, your thoughts? Yes, guys. I was wondering if we could actually talk about the Blackhawks. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, just a quick comment. I think that Carolina pick, they're going to be awful next year, I would assume. So that could be a top 10 pick, which is just amazing. But I, besides fantasy football, I don't follow DJ. I know he's elite, but what kind of comp are we looking at? Is he like a Stefan Diggs type, or is there another guy in the league that we can expect? And uh, go Bears, pump for the trade. Thanks, man. Uh, he's six foot two ten, Danny, so it's not – minuscule you know it's just not your classic big body number one but six foot two ten great round runner route runner can you think of a good comp for uh for that guy i mean dj moore is a pretty good comp for dj well, that, moore. that's what i was gonna say i mean dj moore's <laughs> been in the league for five years yeah he's just, he's an established thing that's D- dj sure. moore i mean started every game each of the last two seasons 14 games the year before that 15 games the year before that played in 16 games as a rookie started 10 of them mm-hmm. uh as chris uh mcclain from wfnz in charlotte mentioned he's had no quarterback production but he has still produced the one thing that dj moore hasn't done is have a spectacular touchdown season his his season high for touchdowns since he's been in the nfl is seven which was this past year which is actually when he had the down year in terms of the yardage production. He was like a touchdown outlier uh, when he was having the 11, 1,200-yard seasons. I mean, he had 1175, 1193, 1157 for his age 22, 23, and 24 seasons, but he capped out at four touchdowns every year. So he was remarkably consistent, but he could never get in the end zone. But again, he had guys like Teddy Bridgewater and Kyle Allen throwing him the ball, and Christian McCaffrey was the the red zone touchdown touchdown vulture so he just never really had a big touchdown year which is why he's not that known as a commodity but think think of a slightly undersized but tough as hell inside outside capable number one receiver who plays more physical than he is will go over the middle, will block, will take a hit and bounce back up and talk a little trash and mm-hmm. give you the emphatic first down signal. Like he Well Steve Smith vibes. I know it's the same team, so it's an easy comp, but you talk about body type and the makeup. Yeah. Yeah, I mean S- S- not, Smith not was quite short. as strong. Smith was a little shorter and a little stronger. Yeah, but but no, but, but, but I mean yeah. yes, I mean in terms of tough as hell uh, and 
and a Panther and would go over the middle and he wouldn't really look like it. Yeah, but, I mean, Steve Smith was probably 5'9". Mm-hmm. Uh, 5'10", maybe. It, good day. You know, caller said Stephon Diggs. I think of DJ Moore as stronger than Stephon Diggs. Uh, Stephon, yeah, and Diggs is a little faster. Yeah, and Diggs is a little faster, but, but Moore is stronger. You know, here's the thing. Looking around at, at all the experts kind of weighing in now on Twitter, I, I can't find a single one that thinks the Bears did not get enough. And for the most part, everybody's sentiment is what our, our buddy Sam Munson, who was on the show yesterday, says. DJ Moore being part of that trade knocks it out of the park. For Chicago, future first as a fields hedge, still picking in the top 10, added multiple more picks, no notes, says your buddy Sam Munson. Just like so blown away by by what um, Ryan Poles was able to do. Well, the future first as a fields hedge is is it, it's the, a, that's the same talking point that he's no, had and in no, there. And, but and it's going to be a thing. Yes, it it's, will. If, if Fields is bad this year and you have two firsts next year, you will then have the ammunition, if you're Ryan Poles, to trade up and get your guy. Obviously, it will depend on where your draft picks come. And I don't believe that whoever gets the number one overall pick next year with Caleb Williams is going to be looking to trade out of it unless they happen to have a young stud quarterback. I think the vast majority of teams in the NFL would move on from their quarterback to draft Caleb Williams. Yeah, so you, you it's thought be very hard to trade trade for the number one pick next year you thought there was tank conversation this year oh yeah wait till next year wait till wait till next season and let's hope it's carolina shall we wouldn't that be fun if the bears end up with the number one pick and they still like justin fields and they don't need caleb williams and they can then get the dream the dream is carolina's (laughs) awful and you are a nine or a ten win team and fields took a huge leap that that that's the dream for next year this is ryan in lake forest on 670 the score hello ryan welcome in what's up guys um i'm just a little underwhelmed by the trade because didn't polls set the bar at two first and i don't you know count the swap as a a first so we had a first um, DJ Moore. No, yeah, the, 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 ninth, the ninth pick is the is is not. No, yes, he, he, that is not one of the first. He he said he knew he could get two firsts to Peter King, and he got uh, a first, two, a second. Two, second, two seconds of first right. and DJ Moore. So you the two firsts so that DJ you're more worth a first round. Is he like you know? I don't know. I'm not a talent evaluator, but is he a first round talent? He's, I don't know. First of all, the answer is yes. But second of all, he doesn't have to be worth a first round talent in the scenario you're talking about, where he got a he got a one and a two instead of the two ones. So is DJ Moore worth the difference between a one in 2025 and a two in 2025? Just that difference is DJ Moore worth that? Hell yes. And, and, yes. and, and it's, it's a fair question, especially because I, as I'm gleaning from the text line, you know, there's not a ton of people that have a ton of information and knowledge of DJ Moore, which is understandable because sure. he hasn't had massive fantasy seasons and he hasn't been on winning teams. I get it. Um, but you just use AJ Brown as the comp. AJ Brown was traded for a first round pick and then given a $100 million contract. DJ Moore has a much cheaper contract. And you just acquired him at 25 years old. He's a very, very valuable piece that was thrown into this. Like, if you wanted to trade for DJ Moore, yeah. you probably would need up to give a low first round right. pick and, and this, this is, year to get him. And, and this is the di- but it's the difference between the one and the two, right? I mean, that, well, I understand, that, but that's I'm just, a, I'm just saying if Carolina decided yes. we want to trade DJ Moore as a singular thing, what would they get for him? 
they'd probably be able to get the 20th pick in the draft. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, I feel better about adding DJ Moore at age 25, who we know is a legit high-end NFL pro, than I do about drafting Jackson Smith and Jigba and his medicals, than I do about drafting Jordan Addison and his slight frame and his potential, than I do about drafting Quentin Johnston and some questionable ball skills, they say, even though he's got true number one. I, I like DJ Moore better than any wide receiver in this draft. Oh, yeah, yes. No, 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 no question about it. And how about this, man? Lovey Smith. Oh, dude. The king. The king. Where are you? <laughs> Established Chicago media Illuminati who was telling me that they needed to learn to win. They need to learn to win. I mean, really, it would have been so much better uh-huh. if the Bears would have beaten the Lions or beaten the Vikings or beaten the Falcons instead of having 10 straight losses to end the season yeah, and now having the ninth pick, the 61st pick, a future first, a future second, and mm. DJ freaking more for Justin Fields yeah. ahead of free agency. But no, they haven't learned how to win. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. That, that's me spiking the ball, Speaks. Oh, I, 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 I'm aware. I'm familiar and with the And doing a little touchdown dance yes. and doing the dirty bird. Oh, give me the Billy White Shoes Johnson. I mean, play I, I'm to not the old stand folks. Up. I don't want to pull a hamstring and I'm wearing pajama pants. It's, <laughs> that's it's, a bad look. Yeah. Um, yeah, so today is a win for the lose-out crowd. Uh, I'd yeah. like to congratulate you and the entire lose-out crowd. We have a special call from our buddy in Vegas, man. Big Steve is on the line on Parkins and Spiegel. Steve! Hey, what's going on, fellas? Oh, my God. <laughs> you excited, Big Steve? Uh, hey, man, I, I was excited. But after you guys just listening on hold, saying he's 25, which I didn't know, I, I'm thrilled. I'm over the hill with this trade. I know the mystique of having been in that top five is gone, but you get DJ Moore, man. We needed weapons, man. Where are we going to get them? Like you said, in the draft with a lot of unknowns, DJ Moore, no more is a known commodity. He hasn't had a quarterback. You link him up with Justin Fields. Now we can focus on what we need to do at nine. And we got the draft capital that we need. And it, you could do willing and dealing. The willing and dealing is not done. I love it, man. It was like, I know we wanted to drop Nate Will Anderson. We weren't going to trade back with Texas. You know what I mean? That wasn't going to happen. The Colts, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get Will Anderson. He's not getting past three. So just, I think they made their adjustments. They got the best package I think they could possibly get. You know, so I'm loving it. I love the thought from Big Steve that. They they had to give up the ghost on Will Anderson. I I totally agree. You're not going to get him at four. So now I bet, Big Steve, that they love some edge rusher in this draft. And we'll see how it goes and what they do in free agency and how they feel. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if they love some edge rusher that they know is going to be there at nine, whether it's Lucas Van Ness or Nolan Smith or, or whatever they're looking for. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the pick. Yeah, man. You, I like that, you know, you look how I was uh, talking with somebody today. You look at you can get guys in second and third. I mean, that's the meat of the draft, two to four. You know, sometimes even in the fourth. You know, you want to get up in that two and three. And, uh, you know, they got some eyes on some guys, man. And the, and the process still is not done. We got pro days. But they, I know they got eyes on somebody. And, you know, we get, we're get we in a good position. I mean, we just got to look at the holes we got, man. We just addressed a big need. Now we got to, you know, now you want to build more receivers, but – 
I mean, we didn't know how we were going to address that receiver position. Yeah, I, you know I don't I mean? think they're adding more receivers now. Uh, we're talking to Steve Edwards, yeah. former former Bear lineman, and he always comes to Vegas whenever we go to Vegas. And it's your point on wheeling and dealing. They now have four picks in the top 64. They've got the ninth pick, the 53rd pick, the 61st pick, and the 64th pick in the draft. So four of the top 64 picks uh, are Ryan Poles' and DJ Moore is in the fold. Steve, we going to see you at Vegas for the second uh, circa for the second week oh, of the tournament. Oh man. I, hey, I didn't even know. Change asked me. I already booked a trip with me and my buddies and we're going to North Carolina and the Smoky Mountains. It doesn't sound as good as going to Vegas. I'm just like <laughs> and it was like it was crazy cuz I had that was that pinpointed time I was looking for my vacation. Me and my buddies were like, "Hey, let's go golf up in Smoky Mountains, get a cabin." And then Shane comes around like, hey, yeah, we're going on these same dates. I'm just like, it would have been magical that I would have went to Vegas again and be, uh, meet up with you guys. But next time, I told Shane, give me a heads up, and I'm going with you. I'm playing it. I'm going to stay at the circuit, too. I'm going to be right in the same hotel with y'all. All right, Steve Edwards. We'll see you soon, man. Thanks for calling Steve, in. Steve, I gave you like two months right. heads up, dude. Come on. <laughs> he he, he, no. tra- he plans <laughs> earlier than that, Shane. Every, everybody yeah, wants a little, piece little, of just Steve. One month or three months. Give me three months. <laughs> three months. <laughs> All right, Steve. We'll talk to you, man. Thanks for calling, buddy. That's Steve Edwards, former Bear offensive lineman. Love it. it oh, wow. They did it. They did it early, and they did it big. So you're saying you're not seeing any – negative reaction to the trade not a single one from draft experts not a single one I mean again nine is a little lower than maybe you'd dream of being able to go but the fact that they got a 25 year old number one wide receiver on that contract just makes it such an incredible no-brainer and it, it, it's 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 exciting and, and now what I'm seeing Danny is people talking about what they could still do um, because sitting there at nine on the night of the draft, as things are developing, if all four quarterbacks go in the top six or all, you know, three of them go in your top five, you know, it didn't the dolphins when they traded down with the Trey Lance deal, then trade back up to get Jalen Waddle yes. in that draft. Right. Cause so they traded down from three to 12 and got a big haul and used part of it to go back up and get Jalen Waddle. Like, there's nothing keeping the Bears from doing that. If the edge that they love, they're all of a sudden afraid is going to be seven, maybe they jump back up from nine to seven. Or or maybe even more likely they jump down from nine to 11 and add a couple picks in the top 50. Because there's a big gap. That's what freaks me out personally. There's a big gap between nine and then their next pick is, is it 61 no, 54. 54. The pick, got, the pick they got from the Ravens in the Roquan Smith trade. So it's 9, then 54, then 61, right? So there's three in the top 61 that they have, and I don't know if that's enough as they have it's, so it, many it, things to do. It's four in the top 64. They've got the ninth pick, the 54th pick, the 61st pick, and the 64th pick. Okay. So, so the 64th pick is theirs at the top of the third round, 54 and 61 are the late second-round picks. The 54 is the pick from Baltimore. 61 is the pick they just got from Carolina. And then 64 is their own third-round pick. So thank you. Thank you for clarifying that exactly. Because what we'd heard from some people at the Combine is that there's a lot of value in this draft in, like, the top 50. Like, between 30 and 50, there's going to be a ton of great value, supposedly, in this draft. So I wonder if we'll find a way to add another one in there. Does Jalen Carter drop to nine? Oh, God. 
That Jaylen is going to be a drop huge topic of conversation. I don't think so. I, I think he does. I, no, I, I think he's going top five after the way that, that that news progressed. And then we've asked a couple people since the way that Wani talked about it. Um, I, I think, you know, oof. I, 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 I know what the, how it's just part of the calculus now. I'm not comfortable with it for reasons we've discussed, but I don't even think he's there at nine. Well, I mean, the top five is going to be tricky because now, Carolina's a quarterback, there. Houston's a quarterback, That's Indy's true. a quarterback. That's true. Will Anderson is going in the top five. The Seahawks have been projected to take a pass rusher, so it's either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter at five. But Right, but they could, I mean, because of the character questions, I could easily see Will Anderson going three to Arizona, Indy just standing pat, taking the third quarterback on the board, and then at five – the Seahawks take you know taking Tyree Wilson from Tech, but I mean there's still you know four other four other picks that that have to go for mm-hmm. Jalen Carter to get to you at nine, and we've got time to see what's going to come out. Yes, about 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 Jalen Carter between now and then. I that is going to be a very 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 popular uh, hypothetical now that they've traded down this far that a top guy who could fall all the way to them and then you take it. But what's going to tip you off on that is do they get their three technique at, at all in free agency? Like do, do they spend on Monday in the tampering period? Do they spend on Draymond Jones from, from Denver? Right. Right. Or do they focus, you know, do they get uh, Javon Hargrave do, do, or do they sign just offensive linemen and still leave defensive line open? Like if they sign a center and a right tackle in free agency, you could pretty much, you can lock it in that the ninth overall pick or the first guy they take, to your point, if they trade up a couple spots or trade down a couple of spots, yep. is going to be a defensive lineman. So we'll have a lot more of, an, of a signal from Ryan Poles on what they're going to do with the first pick in the draft by the time we're on the air Monday. Uh, I, you know you know what? In 48 days, man, the Bears fan base is going to be so damn knowledgeable about this draft by the time it comes around. It is crazy because now you have to dig into all sorts of things. you got to dig in to anybody and everybody that might go between 6 and 15 um, in, in even more detail. It's something that I'm not fully feeling now, but I will feel as we go on and process this. They got a number one wideout, man. We don't yeah. have to. We don't have to think about Claypool as boy. They thought he was a one, but he's not really. Maybe he goes back in the slot. What? Like we don't have to think about it that way. We don't have to think about Darnell Mooney as like boy. He's awfully small to be a one. He's not really a one. It was like they got an absolute freaking stud of a wide receiver that is the guy you want Justin Fields to be thinking about and looking for. In those big moments, and and a guy that defenses are going to worry about, you know, they're going to worry about him. And just psychologically, we've needed that as as a fan base, and Fields has needed it for so for so long. This team has needed that. You said you're looking for someone in opposition, right? Yeah. This guy Brad in Wisconsin says he's livid. Okay. Brad in Wisconsin on line ten. Brad in Wisconsin on the score. Tell me. Absolutely freaking stud of wide receiver. Is that what you said? Uh huh. Right, maybe. Oh my lord! I got a hundred bucks that says he washes out against you, my friend, Mr. Gambler. And I'll tell you another thing. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, Brad. How, how are we, how we defining washing out and against who? Who's Mr. Gambler? By the way, I mean either of us can cover your big one hundred dollar wager. But <laughs> go on. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. DJ Moore is not the guy. You know who I see in DJ Moore? Brandon Marshall. Future crazy guy. He's pretty good.
Wait a minute. Uh, Bra- I mean, Brandon Marshall's arguably the best receiver in Bears history. Yeah, truly great. And he's also massive compared to DJ Moore. Who turned out to be crazy guy. And I'm telling but, you, but DJ why, Moore why is DJ Moore get, crazy? He's not going to reach the, uh, the the pinnacle of what you think Brandon Marshall did. The tentacle. I'm telling you, when it comes down, when it comes down to the last day of Foles' of career in Chicago, it's going to be Chase Claypool and DJ Moore. Those will be the two big names that are going to cost him his job. I'm telling you, he doesn't know wide receivers. I would have much rather had a rookie wide receiver than DJ Moore. All right, so which I one? Just don't like the. Yeah, which now, rookie wide receiver? Am, am I wrong? Was I mistaken? Wasn't there a point in time in his career there at Carolina where he was frustrated and um, he was catching passes from Kyle play? Allen and PJ Walker? I'd be frustrated too. I know, and you become a cancer in your clubhouse because of that. That's not what he's been, man. It's, That's it, that is it, that is not a fair characterization. Not, not at all. It. We we just talked to uh, to a radio guy in Carolina who's watched every game that he's played over the last three years and gave us a full on scouting report. But if you, Brad in Wisconsin, <laughs> want to say that he's a clubhouse cancer and that's a baseball thing, anyway, by the way, um, I guess we'll we'll th- consider your opinion, Brad. All right. Thank well, thanks for the call, Brad. on his last day. You see. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah, no. That is, imagine greeting this news with that kind of cynicism. And now he's going to wait for what? Four years to be right. (laughs) You know? I mean, listen, I know all about waiting and waiting and waiting to be proven right. Um, But (laughs) like I am today from advocating they lose out in the second half of the season. You could be sitting there with the number two overall pick completely handcuffed oh, it, with what it, you're able to do, but uh, no. Yeah, it, interesting. Uh, t- uh, Texter thinks that Brad in Wisconsin thinks DJ Moore is actually Robbie Anderson, who was a disaster in Carolina, then went to Arizona and was a disaster there. It's possible Brad has his, his, uh, his wires crossed. I suppose that's possible. Yeah. I long for the days of Brandon Marshall, 2012, 1,500 yards. Bring him to <laughs> yeah. me. And and you know what? Send that call to Greg Giannotti so we can talk about Brandon Marshall being cast as crazy <laughs> instead of, you know, the advocate for mental health that he remains today as a viable member of the media. Yeah, and DJ Moore, I don't I, I don't think there's really been anything like Nothing. bad in his no! I mean, we all. we asked we asked our guy, Chris McClain, we're like at that moment when he took off the helmet, like what are we getting in terms of intangibles? Like that was out of character. He's been great. Okay, yeah. good, good night, everybody. Thank you. Um I was thinking about the comp thing. That a few callers ago asked. Yeah, I, I guess I'd kind of put him. He, he's he's bigger. He's probably 15, 20 pounds bigger. But in terms of like profile of receiver, Terry McLaurin. I, yeah, you know I, I love Terry McLaurin. I think he's outstanding. The former Ohio State product and a true number one in Washington. But I don't know that our listeners know Terry McLaurin any better than they know DJ Moore. No, I, well, right? that, that's kind of what I was thinking. But I'm just saying, like, I'm just trying to think about yeah, like, around the league. Like, like, like a receiver who is really good, but because of circumstance, production hasn't lined up with their talent level mm-hmm. because of the lack of quarterback that they've had. Like, if Terry McLaurin had what, what was, like, if Stephon Diggs was in Washington and Terry McLaurin was in Buffalo, I think Terry McLaurin would put up very similar numbers to Stephon Diggs. So, in that same vein, like, if. Instead of Devontae Adams for a couple of years in Green Bay, mm-hmm. DJ Moore was in Green Bay. I think you'd be talking about DJ Moore as a 1,300, 1,400-yard, 1, 10-touchdown wide receiver. Like, so much of this game is complementary and circumstance. And so, yes, I agree with you. Like, 
Terry McLaurin is not completely well-known because he also hasn't had the 1,500-yard season. He also hasn't had the double-digit touchdown season. But I'm just trying to think about, like, very good wide receivers who are legitimate number one talents but haven't had number one production because of their circumstances. 670, the score is where you are. It's Parkins and Spiegel on a huge news day. Ryan Poles trades from one to nine, gets a lot of draft picks, and DJ Moore, the wide receiver from Carolina. This is Brian, or Dylan, excuse me, Dylan on the north side. Nope, it's Brian in Springfield, who is now on the score. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Hey, uh, Poles, round of applause. We, we got a guy. He can stretch the field. Teams have to account for him. How long has it been? Has it ever been? Did teams account for Brandon Marshall? Yes. They, I don't remember. They did. They accounted for Brandon Marshall. They counted a little bit for Alshon Jeffrey, but – this, okay. but this dude is is different than that. He's got more speed than Brandon Marshall, probably. Absolutely. Hey, Speaks, if Jalen Carter's there at nine, we hold our nose and get him. <laughs> Absolutely. That's probably right. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to suck it up. I said I was out the other day. I still feel out on Jalen Carter, but. Mm. <laughs> Again, let's see who they add in free agency before we really tackle the idea of Jalen Carter slipping to nine and if Ryan Poles would draft him. And I think you need to sign at least one true veteran presence, leader, lead-by-example defensive lineman to mentor him. Like you talked about uh, Fletcher Cox was to Hargrave. Yes. You would need to sign Hargrave to be the mentor to Fletcher Cox. So to let's Jaylen not get Carter, ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But it, it opens up a lot of possibilities, man, because you can now say we've done what we need to do to support Justin Fields. Now, I'm fa- I am interested what they're going to do at running back because all of a sudden, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, that's a pretty good skill position core in terms of pass catchers. So whether they bring back David Montgomery, I'll be floored if they roll into it with just Khalil Herbert. It's a good running back draft. Uh-huh. I could see them using, you know, the top pick in the third round or a low second round pick on a day one starter at running back. I could see that now happening, even though it's not a premium position. But you want you want running backs on rookie contracts. I know, but but you also you also can't trust Khalil Herbert to be your number one in terms of a, a pass blocker and a, and a protector, and that's, that's going to matter so much. So I know that they would draft one, but that, that draftee better be a great blocker because Khalil Herbert, I think, is still just a change of pace guy. Yeah, no, you, you would be but, – but, but rookie running backs start all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's probably the easiest position in the NFL to, to come in and make an immediate impact. Like, like, it's just as, – as you look at the, the projected – roster obviously they need huge upgrades on the offensive line yeah but in terms of weapons for fields the last place that I think they're going to really look to upgrade is running back I, yeah I think Montgomery's going to be here I think I think they'll they'll love having Montgomery's veteran presence and Poles still loves him as, as you've pointed out uh, many times Brody is in the quad cities Brody you are on the score with Parkins and Spiegel what's happening oh my god I'm so I'm so excited that I I took that to a radio station. I'm so excited. I would have taken that trade without DJ Moore. It's such a good trade. And and first off, Brad from Wisconsin. I'm pretty sure he was thinking of maybe Ray Caruth, but just throwing that out there. But I'm saying you have you have a freaking take that second round pick. 
trade it for Derrick Henry, sign an offensive lineman, and then just draft nothing but defense. Eight Super Bowls in a row. Like, so excited. <laughs> like, fast hey, bear down, Chicago Bears. Brody is feeling it. I like no, it. Don't, don't trade the second-round pick for Derrick Henry, please. Like, you, you want to do things that align with your with your window. Like, that's DJ Moore's 25, man. Uh, he's not 30. No, but he's he, talking he, about he, he just he wants to run the ball so damn bad. He, he, he really does. And, uh, you know, imagine if they could run the ball kind of like they did last year, and now you've got these weapons that Fields can throw to on those little, like, like 10, 12-yard patterns. DJ Moore is wide open, and he hits him after the play action. Like, if you're still a running team, that's a good thing as you're, you're setting up. You're going to be a running team. Yeah. You, you, you have Justin Fields. You're, 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 going, you're going to be a running team. You'll just be an unconventional running team. You know what we're going to get now, Speaks. Tad. We're like a week or two away from an Instagram post of Justin Fields on a field in Georgia somewhere. Bring it. Throw into DJ Moore. Bring it. Oh, man. That's going to be an hour of programming. With Darnell Mooney on crutches uh, on the sideline hanging out bring it down. for moral support. No, he's, he, he wants to be there to make sure that they're, they're talking together and everything. It's, it's, Justin's going to bring everybody together. And then Chase Claypool is going to be like seen at a club in South Beach. <laughs> We're going to be like, come on, Chase. It's a contract year. No, he's excited. He tweeted already. Did he? Did yeah, he? Yeah, he's very excited. Good. Motivate that guy. Yeah. Whatever it takes, man. What do you you say? He said, I'm so excited. (laughs) And he just can't hide it. Man, what a good Chase Claypool impression from Shane. Let's talk to Nick in New Lenox. He wants to go local at number nine. He wants my guy. Nick, what's happening? What's going on, guys? Yeah, I like the trade a lot. I'm glad they got uh, Hall for it. But, yeah, I think number nine was a little lower than we were thinking, but Maybe they could take your guy, Speaks, at number nine, the kid from Northwestern, uh, the lineman, Peter Stefes, whatever it is like. <laughs> and, uh, Way to say that, that with conviction. Maybe, we can, uh, maybe then we can get the major upgrades that Danny was talking about at offensive line or it could start that way. Um, but, yeah, I like it, guys. Have a good weekend, and Bears. Thank you, Bears. Nick. Yeah, to be clear, I told Nick how to pronounce uh, Peter Skaronsky's <laughs> name when I screened him, and sure. he just he bypassed it. Completely. He punted on the entire idea. Yeah, Peter Papayas. It's not going to work here anymore. Oh God, probably not going to take Peter Skaronsky at nine. Although I continue to see him, I've seen him at nine and eleven in mock drafts. Some mock draft people not dissuaded by the arm length because they love him that much as a prospect and if he ends up being a guard they'll live with it he's gonna go like what top 15 something like that sure what ryan pulls really did was he really he 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 gifted us a ton of content early and now he's screwed us a little bit because he made his move in the draft so early and it's just much harder to predict who they're gonna draft uh at nine it is this brings 20 different guys into play. Yes. Because, you know, mock, mock drafts after the top five, six picks, there's a huge variance uh, as, as to who's going to be there. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not really ready to start. I mean, we've obviously been doing it, like you said, in terms of the, the potential trades downs when we've been doing the polls position segment at 3 o'clock. But they, they have their, their, their draft capital. Yeah. They have their number one receiver. 
Monday, Tuesday, we'll get the, the clarity of free agency. Does he spend on offensive line or defensive line? We'll see what he does there. And then when the dust settles middle of next week, we'll be able to start really zeroing in on, okay, this is now the biggest need on the team where we could start focusing on that at the ninth overall pick. This is fascinating. It's fascinating stuff and fascinating times. The athletic, um, their Carolina Panthers beat writer, Joe Person, just tweeted this, Danny. Panthers now control the draft. A source said that they have conviction on a couple of quarterbacks at the top. If they end up liking more than one, they could potentially trade down, source said. So Wow. So now that's so the gift is now to Carolina and those radio guys who get to talk about the possibility of trading down and they control the draft. Ryan Poles' control was short lived, but I think he did a lot with it. He, he did a ton with it. He did a ton with it. Um that is ridiculous. <laughs> the, the idea, the idea that you would give trade up, up DJ and Moore tra- and then trade down and then trade. So, like, our goal here is to move up to have the right to take the top quarterback, uh, give up our number one receiver, and then not take the top quarterback. Right. That would surprise me. Uh, yeah, but they, but they could play the game now and trade to two with the Texans. They could do the one to two thing that we were talking about, just because the Texans might be afraid that Carolina's going to take their guy. Who knows? Yeah, they, sure. You know they, what? That's their could. problem. That's Carolina's exactly. problem. Exactly. It's their problem. <laughs> I just, oh, my God. Good luck having a fun segment uh, named around Scott Fitterer. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be tough. That's going to be real That's their tough. GM. Yeah. Let's talk about what is the best Fitterer. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, maybe that's very good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> what Fitterers? Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Boy, that was faster than Paul's position. That was so. For the record, I did pitch the Panthers as a trade partner with Sound on one of these days, and it was ignored. I'm so sorry you feel that way, Um, but I feel like we we've danced around all of this stuff. You know, except for the one that happened. Well, no, we talked we talked about trading down to Carolina at nine. We talked probably mentioned that with with every segment and every Paul's position over the last five days. We talked about it with Hogue. Talked about it with Ed Holm. We talked about DJ Moore in season, Danny, if that makes you feel better. I remember, yeah. yeah. At the In the segment of how you go about getting a receiver, uh, he was he was discussed. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's been a while. And, man, I feel so vindicated, Speaks. <laughs> I know. I mean, I just, just stop there. I don't even know what that's about. But I'm just glad you feel that way. You know? Just imagine. Im- imagine thinking – that this isn't the best possible outcome for the Bears franchise, but they would have been better with the second or third pick and a couple of extra wins and not having a 10-game losing streak at the end of the year. Imagine yeah. thinking that. Well, the good news is that those conversations transferred pretty comfortably to the Bulls. You know? They, they, they... <laughs> Screw the Bulls. Don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. This is a Bears day. It, it is It is a Bears day. Uh, folks, we're going to take a pass on my 14th most favorite ball player of the last uh, 30 oh, no. seasons. <laughs> we should do that today. No, no, no. I think we'll take a pass. We'll find a day uh, next week to double up after things have died down a little bit. You see what today's the one-year anniversary of, right? A lot of people on Twitch have brought it up. No. One-year anniversary of trading Khalil Mack. Really? Wow. Trading Khalil Mack away? Yeah. Wow. So the the trade that officially began the teardown under Ryan Poles one year to the day yes. of the trade that officially begins the rebuild. Eight straight Super Poles. Bowls, according to that caller. Yeah, Nick yeah. Nick was on it. Nick man. loved it. Eight's a little high. <laughs>
Uh, it, it, so DJ Moore did not respond to my tweet about coming on the show. Oh, so oh man, I'm, I'm sorry to fail you guys in that way. Yeah, couldn't Good find effort. his phone number, but, but we do trying. have an update on Chase Claypool and what he tweeted. We do. Oh, thank you. Quote: Oh, with four H's, we making moves oh. now. He's got three sets of the eye emoji. Yeah, oh, the really? The emoji. Hashtag bear down. With what a, two exclamation points following the bear down and a bear emoji, and he added the Chicago Bears because if they would need that. Oh, God. I wonder what made him add the third eye emoji. <laughs> right. It's always three. Does he know something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's always three. These things always come in threes. That's big. Well, hey, they got three receivers now that you kind of have some hope for. All right, so on November 6, 2022, Chase Claypool tweeted a picture of his locker, and it only had two eye emojis. Oh. Oh, see? Oh, now the third one is because they have a three-wide-out formation. Let's go. Feeling pretty good about it. Some good investigative journalism right here, November boys. 5th, 2022, he said that we owe some apologies to that man, Coach Brian Kelly. Congrats <laughs> on the big win. Yeah. Oh, no. No, no oh, eyeball no. emojis stop, there. Stop scrolling. Yeah, no, stop. stop. Dude, this guy's a weirdo. Yeah, just Chase, Chase Claypool's account alone counts as doom scrolling. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Let's... <laughs> Go back to the club. We don't. We don't want to do this anymore. I tweeted an He's... office gif on September seventeenth of twenty. All right, now, now we're back in. It's pronounced Jeff. He's getting we're a lot more open looks no, now, not. though. He's pretty happy today. Walk year. He's going to get paid, I think, by someone. Who, Claypool? Yeah. Uh, next yeah, year? Yeah, the Bears. No. After a Super Bowl ring? You kidding me, man? <laughs> yeah, first yeah, eight. Endless yeah. money for that guy. But, I mean, it's pretty amazing. One year ago is Khalil Mack teardown, and now the level of optimism because of the season that Fields had and some of the polls moves and where things stand this particular offseason, it's been a journey. I got to say, it's, uh, it, it's been a lot of ups and downs along the way. We laughed, we cried, we, we fought with colleagues. You know, there's a lot that has gone on here. Here's something to make you feel better. The number one trending word on Twitter in the United States right now is fleeced. Wow. How about fleeced. That? The number one which trending side? word. <laughs> yeah, which side? <laughs> what? Uh, Bears. Bears well, that, fleecing that's the, thing. If, the Carolina If Carolina finish. hits on their franchise quarterback, none of it's going to matter. Well, like... You know what I mean? If 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 Bryce Young is Drew Brees with mobility, Carolina's not going to feel like they overpaid. Mm. That that that's why they're if if you get a quarterback for your franchise who wins a Super Bowl uh, and he's your quarterback for a decade, there's no price to pay that's that, that's too high. Yeah. But for the Bears, they they executed it to perfection. Ryan Poles came in. He did the teardown. Yep. He had the disaster season. He carried the dead cap space, and he didn't go one foot in, one foot out. Like, if you're going to be bad, you may as well be the worst team in the NFL. Agreed. And doing that while actually having a quarterback to show some promise, set him up to hopefully, if he hits on these draft picks and executes in free agency with the cap space and Fields takes the leap, a bunch of big ifs, but he has put himself in a position to set this team up for the next decade. Live and local on the score, Parkinson Spiegel till 6. Mark Grody on the clock from 6 to 7, featuring Dave Wanstead and Dan Pompey. And then it's Gabe and Grody live tonight from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Tell a friend and check back. Gabe and Grody live 7 to 11. And then get this, David Hall tomorrow morning, live coverage from 9 to 11 instead of inside the clubhouse. Yeah! Danny, Danny that's a win for you. That's a win for you. Football, baby. Baseball has been sidelined inside the clubhouse. Ugh. 
has so been... So you get first crack at Pete Crow Armstrong, <laughs> the GOAT. Hit and run on Sunday morning, baby. Imagine doing that to Bruce Levine. I hate Imagine it. taking Bruce Levine honestly, off the air. I hate it. On a honestly, baseball honestly. Saturday it's in a base- Chicago. 52 weeks a year, that show does it's baseball. Rude. Shane. Open up your baseball home to Bruce Sunday. Uh, you know what? I, I will. As a matter of fact, I will. Yeah, put Bruce on. Bruce will be on hit and run if he's free. On Sunday morning, put it in the slack and see if I can get there. And uh, yeah, I, I may do I'm a little. Calling into your show Sunday morning. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll do bump and run. I'll do a bump and run segment with you on Sunday morning, sir. Okay. What about yeah, Chris I'm McClain? Inviting myself by the way. onto that show. <laughs> Chris McClain not knowing what to do with his, with his thoughts on a weekend. We would never on this station after the Cleo Mac trade. No, oh, da- yeah. Danny was well, live. Available. Danny was live for ninety minutes on Twitter after the Bears drafted for Khalil Mack. What a rush that was. Uh, <laughs> that was an exciting day. Yeah, how, how'd, that, how'd that turn out? Oh, turn yeah, out the 2018 in, uh, season was exciting. 12 jo- and 4. Josh Jacobs, one of the best running backs in the NFL, going to, going to the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, yeah, good point. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Wow. Let's go ahead and take our first break of the show, huh? Oh, I like it. Yeah, let's do that. We Come haven't, we haven't needed Put one. A bow on it. Mm. What unbelievable timing. <laughs> yeah, how about that? <laughs> 90 seconds before we come on the air after Cubs Sox spring trading, Ryan Poles makes the signature move. The number one pick is now Carolina's. The Bears pick ninth, 61st, have a first-round pick in 2024, a second-round pick in 2025, and acquired 25-year-old DJ Moore with three years and $52 million left on his contract. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Which is so amazing and loved by everyone. Afternoons on the score. Second and 14. Good protection for Bridgewater. Time for DJ Moore who got behind the defense and now turns on the speed for the touchdown. 74 yards and the Panthers strike for the big play in New Orleans. That's the biggest part of the headline behind the fact that Ryan Poles made the trade and he made it earlier than anyone's ever traded the number one pick in modern NFL draft history. Ryan Poles makes his move. He doesn't do it in incremental fashion. He doesn't divvy up the assets, though in theory he could still trade much closer to draft day. But the Bears have moved down, if you're just joining us, from one to nine with the Carolina Panthers. They do pick up a second round pick but a lower second-round pick than initially thought. It's the 61st pick in the draft. So the Bears now have four picks in the top 64 this year. They have the ninth pick, the 54th pick that they got from the Ravens for Roquan Smith, the 61st pick that they just got from Carolina, and then the 64th pick, their own pick at the top of the third round. They have a first-round pick next year from Carolina, a second-round pick in 2025. And, hey, why didn't you get two first-round picks to get uh, to move down all the way to nine? Because you got D.J. Moore, number one receiver from Carolina, three straight 1,100-plus yard seasons at his age 22, 23, and 24-year seasons. He's 25 now, signed for three more years at $52 million, an absolute bargain for the player that he is. I want to share this about the fit of D.J. Moore and Justin Fields because a lot of times you know, we think about a running offense, think about the Eagles, and what happens, whether it's play action or whether it's a quick drop back and a fire, it's a throw to the intermediate part of the field in terms of the depth. It's not a deep throw necessarily or one of the short little layups, but intermediate. Again, from Brad Spielberger over at Pro Football Focus, quote, 
DJ Moore helps Justin Fields attack the intermediate area of the field, an area he did well targeting in 2022. Fields led NFL with a 66.7% completion percentage on throws 10 to 19 yards down the field. DJ Moore's 172 targets, 10 to 19 yards down the field from 2019 through 2022 is the second most in the NFL. So that's where DJ Moore has lived is that 10 to 19 yards making himself open with like a a short pattern and one move been targeted like crazy loves that spot. And that's where fields was most accurate in all of the NFL last year. So it's exciting to think about spatially how that could work together. Those two guys. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a legitimate weapon and it bumps everybody else down. DJ Moore is your one Claypool is your two Mooney, hopefully back from the injury, you know, as your two or your three, you can move the guys around. They complement each other Uh, more, a little bit bigger than Mooney Claypool, obviously bigger than both of them. So, you know, they're not, they're not terribly redundant. Uh, pass catchers, then you've got Cole Komet. You know, it's not it's not a top five group of skill position guys. It's probably not it's not a top ten group of skill position I don't, guys. Not, no, not yet. No way. You know, but but, but you can is, see it from there. You can see it from there. You're building towards something. It, it depend, it, it, but it, it does depend what Fields is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, tho- if those guys had a great quarterback, you'd be talking about them as being really really good like I, I i think that we are getting closer to the point where we're going to be able to say the problem isn't the skill position players if they're not productive on offense like again if you took those skill position guys mm-hmm. and you put them in la with justin herbert would they be much less productive than the guys that he has out there keenan allen's uh awfully good um and mike williams is awfully good yeah but these guys different. are younger um you know i mean those are 30 years old, 32 years old for, for, for those guys out there. These, these guys are younger. Like Quarterbacks elevate the play of the guys around them. And so Justin Fields now has guys that hopefully he takes the leap in year three in the NFL, year two in Getsy's system, yep. and he can elevate the play of these guys towards being you know an upper half of the NFL at a minimum league offense like that's going to be the expectation for this upcoming year you know ryan poles um aggressively empowering justin fields with a weapon like this he's going to do the same on the offensive line early in free agency i i I do believe there's lots of rumors about mike mcglinchey orlando brown you know could be a consideration um obviously juan taylor the right tackle from jacksonville is a better pass-blocking tackle than Mike McGlinchey is, so it kind of depends where they want to go. And then we'll see what happens in the draft, obviously. But, man, all year long we talked about Fields needing weapons and needing offensive linemen, and it's clear that he's going to be given both aggressively this offseason. We just got information. Uh-oh. Can I read that text that you put in the group chat, Shane? Oh, from Zach Withers? Yeah. Absolutely. From Zach Withers. You may not care that much, but the Khalil Mack trade happened early on a Saturday morning. Mitch made Bruce cancel all his guests right before the show and talk football. Maybe the most upset I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. 
I that's remember t- doing the show bad. on Twitter. I know. And then driving downtown and uh, from from the old condo in Lincoln Park and doing the uh, doing the show with Grody and all the score hosts called in and gave the initial reaction to the Khalil Mack. I remember you absolutely did not need a blue chew that day, did you? No, no, no. He was he, he didn't need to chew it. He just did it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I called in. I was at Cottage. I was at my version of Cottage and called in that day. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, great. Danny's on the air. Now I got to work on my off day. Thanks a lot, Danny. It was a holiday weekend, too. Yeah. Which holiday was it? Labor Day? No. Oh. No, no. That, that's September. Yeah, wasn't it? Memorial Day. That's May. Yeah. <laughs> I was closer. Yeah, Memorial Day. But yeah. that wouldn't have been a year ago today. Remember, Mac had no. Oh, no, a year, year ago oh. today was when they traded him away. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. We I'm sorry. Sorry yeah, about was... that. Hey, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about There's that. There's a lot of bad info out there. So, sorry about that with the, the whole calendar. Maybe thing. it was July 4th. I don't remember. No, it was. I think it was Memorial Day. And yeah, we all had Monday off. And I was like, I'm in on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Uh, man, Mark Grody's going to be hosting with you for the next five hours. Is that right? Yeah, Grody on the clock coming up next. Interviews. No, no, Grody just from 6 to 7, and then Gabe and Heron from 7 to 11. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, not I not five Gro- hours for Grody. I saw Grody tweet that he was doing. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I think I'm saying a lot of his, things. His show on the <laughs> clock, Mark Grody on the clock. Yeah, which Gr- he's Grody been doing. Just tweeted. I'm I'll so be talking sorry. Bears for the next five hours. Grody is hosting for the next five hours. I'm so in. sorry about that. Grody's show on the clock with sorry, uh, interviews guys. from Dave Wanstead and Dan Pompey Here's coming up in weeks. the next hour. <laughs> Man, we really fumbled the end of this, huh? Yeah, felt good about so much. Such a good job from 4:30 to 5:39. I know. I know, I it was so. great. It yeah. worked out really well. Yeah. Now we're leaving the score in capable hands of Mark Grody for five hours. Next eight Super Bowls. Dan Pompey going to be on. Dave Wanstead going to be on. You're going to be on. Phone lines will be open all night. Haw doing football tomorrow morning for Inside the Clubhouse. And it was Labor Day. Thanks, Texters. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Love that. Uh, thank you to Connor O'Donnell, Twitch chat and video stream. Thank you to Chris McLean from WFNZ in Charlotte. Shane Reardon, our executive producer. Thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill makes us sound better than we are each and every day. Thank you to Ryan Poles for giving Justin Fields a number one receiver and a ton of draft capital for the next two years to start building the foundation of hopefully a perennial winner in Chicago. For Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Parkins. Enjoy your weekend. Go Bears. This is the score. Bear down. Let's go. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.